We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It is Thursday. It is January 17th. It's 2019. And we're going to talk about the five-game NBA slate for today. And we're going to talk about the playoff championship weekend, um, the two-game slate for this weekend. So we're going to talk basketball. Then we'll talk some football. But uh, as always, on Thursdays, I'm joined by my good friend, Will, Chief Justice 06, four days in a row. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Man, doing good. It's been, it's been a good run. Uh I, th- I think we're going to be all right tonight. This is this. I think this will be my best day of the week so far, which is good. So in, instead of a comeback Tuesday, you know, I guess we got to throw back. I guess it won't be a Thursday, but it, either way, we ran it back, and I'm just glad to be on here again. Man, it's been a fun week for us, I think, at least for me anyway, and uh, re- ready to get rock and rolling yet again. Yes, sir. Yeah, you were telling me your uh, Fanduel lineup. It's it, it's super solid. So. Uh, hope it hope it works out for you, and um, you know you you make up for Monday and uh, Tuesday. Ooh. But yeah, ready ready to talk about this five game. It's a nice it's a Thursday slate with five games. It's it's solid. Like it, it's you know we got some really solid games here, and like 
three of them are early in the night, and then we got two. So we're gonna be able to like watch all three games, see where we're at, and then um with the with the two games starting at nine and nine thirty, we're really gonna be able to adjust if we need to adjust over there on DraftKings. But if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to Fantasy Draft, check out our sponsor site. They got a ton of stuff going on for NBA. PGA, NFL, NHL, ton of stuff going on. Um, they got some stuff up. Their football stuff is up as well. Their basketball stuff is up for Thursday. They got a $10,000 pick and roll, uh, only a 13-entry max contest for that $25 tournament. If uh, you're a smaller bankroll player, they have a $5 layup. They have a dollar and one. So ton of stuff going on over there on Fantasy Draft. And uh, if you're a high-stakes player, they got plenty of high-stakes stuff going on as well. So if you haven't checked out Fantasy Draft, make sure you head on over there. Check them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast each and every day. Uh, I'm glad you're having a good basketball night. Um, I Man, it's been three rough days in a row, but ready to um, bounce back here. I'm hoping... I'm hoping the Golden State um, New Orleans game kind of shoots out, and you know I can I can push across the you know a couple teams that I have where I stack that game. So, but we'll see what happens. And um, let's talk about this five game slate. We start with Philadelphia at Indiana taking on the Pacers. Two twenty four and a half total here. Pacers favored by three in this game. No injury news. Everybody's good to go in this game, which is um, you know. Kind of nice until like um, <laughs> it's just because it's nice because like Collison's been questionable and Joseph's been questionable and Turner's been questionable, so it's nice that like we don't even have to worry about it here and uh, that means they're probably going to get ruled out right before lock. But um, let's talk Philadelphia first. What do we like here on the seventy sixers side? Man, look, Jimmy Butler sixty eight hundred. First thing that jumped off the page. Uh, I mean, I think he's a lock and load. I mean, he dropped 35. I know it was Minnesota. I know this is going to be a tougher matchup. I'm not oblivious to that at all. But, you know, this is another one of those slates where I think I'm going to have to price and force some guys. And Jimmy Butler, 6,800, that, that's way too cheap. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't care about this matchup. I, th- I think you have to play him at this price. Uh, and, and that's about it for me. I mean, I, I do like Embiid. I, I like Embiid again. I, I think he could have a good game. 10-1, um, that, that's a, a little bit cheaper than, than he's been. You know, he's been 10-5, 10-8, 11. You know, he hasn't been 10-1 since December. So I, I, I do think, you know, that's a little bit too cheap for him as well. So he would kind of be my the next guy in line for me. Uh, but but clearly, man, Jimmy Butler is leading the way at 6,800. That's just, that's just phenomenal pricing for him on this slate. Um, you know, and so that, that's kind of where I'm at. Where I'm at, Wilson Channels at 3,800. Maybe if you need the salary relief, maybe you throw him in a lineup and hope you can get 20 to 25 out of him. But uh, that's about it. Jimmy Butler, uh, Joel Embiid, and I'm gonna move on from there. Yeah, I don't really love the 76ers here. We we talked about it many many times already this season. This team, um, the Pacers, number one team in defensive efficiency this season. Embiid, probably my favorite play here. Just because he has abused this team already a couple times this season, and this is a spot that I think he could go for 60, 60 plus. And when we look at the slate, you know, you're really going to have to decide well, is Embiid a, a good leverage play off of um, Paul George and Westbrook? And I think the answer to that question is yes. So, uh, you know, will Embiid have the ownership to keep up? We'll have to see. We're really going to have to pay attention to projected ownership today and see 
where Embiid ranks. And, and Simmons the same way. Simmons is always a guy that has the upside to win a tournament. Um, tough matchup for him. And I don't love him as much as I like Embiid. But, you know, if, if these guys are going to be low-owned on a five-game slate, and, and I say low-owned, if these guys are going to be under 20%, those are the guys that could outscore Paul George or Westbrook. And, um, you know, just they'll be the guys that, like, are difference makers. So, um, I don't mind Butler. I like the price in force on Butler at 68, the cheap price tag on him. But outside of those three guys, like I'm not, I don't think I'm going to play JJ Redick or McConnell or any of these guys today. Um, I think I'm going to find better options. And while we don't have a ton of value, we do have some solid value that we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. So, um, Pacers side, this is a team that I've just, uh, I really don't want to play anybody from this team. Will. um, uh, that's where I'm at. I, I played Tyreek Evans on FanDuel the other night as my FanDuel punt play, and he put up he had a really, really, like, he, he just couldn't miss. So, yeah. you know, it worked out, but, like, small forward on, I think it was uh, Tuesday, was just terrible. And, you know, he, he kind of fit the role as a punt play. And I don't think I would go back to the well on him here, but I haven't uh, started to build a FanDuel lineup, so I don't know necessarily if we're going to need a small forward punt here. Yeah, I mean, man, look, you know how I feel about Philly. And I, I know that the defensive efficiency numbers say that this team is playing really well. But I've I, I, I watched this team. I say it every podcast. I am not afraid to take any guys against Philly uh, on, on, on DraftKings here. Oladipo went down another $200. He's another guy I'm just going to have to price him for. 7600 50 to 60 point upside. I, I'm just, I think I'm just going to play him. Uh, you know, another guy, two other guys that I've played just recently, I played them two nights ago, Darren Collison, Bo, uh, Bogdan or Bohan Bogdanovich. Uh, these guys have been playing really well in their 28 to 32 minutes. Um, you know, Bogdanovich, man, just, I mean, really been shooting the ball well. So I'm, I'm very interested in, in, in a piece of him, uh, especially if I'm going to multi-enter and, and do some 20-entry max stuff, um, you know, kind of across the board. I just think he's a guy I would, I would like to get exposure to uh, against a Philly team that I know, even though the numbers suggest that they're playing really well, they're, they're not playing great on defense, um, and, and teams can't score on them. So uh, those those would be the three guys that I like, Bogdanovich, uh, Collison, and, of course, Mr. Victor Oladipo at 7,600. I will say, uh, you know, I, I don't hate it. It's just – I don't disagree with you on the Philly defense, but they have been really solid against like shooting wings and like the DVA matchup for Bojan here is um, not very good. So I'm a little concerned about that. And there's just, we're going to get to a game. We're going to talk about a Sacramento Charlotte game that we're going to love. Oh, but yeah. There's going to be a game that we get to here in a few minutes as well um, that I feel like there's a couple other value plays that I'm going to like more than like Bodon, Bodon, Bodonovich here. So that, that's just kind of why I'm off of him here. And I don't mind playing Oladipo. He's another guy that, you know, could break a slate, but he's just been more of like, you know, just sitting on the sitting, sitting by the sides and letting this thing happen and letting these guys ball out. But Oladipo is a guy that can turn it on and have big games. I just, um, I don't mind taking a shot on him in tournaments. All right, let's talk about this Sacramento game. It's the Kings. It's the Hornets. It's a 230 total. Hornets favored by three. Zeller is still out. Um, 
This is probably, I'm sure it's your favorite game on the slate too. I think it's going to be a lot of people's favorite game on the slate. And I don't mind eating the chalk in this one, Will. Let's talk Kings first. What do we like? Oh, man. I like I like Fox. I like Bogdanovich. I like Buddy Heald. I like Shumper. Uh, I'm not just going to give out the whole team. Be Elise is someone I'm just not going to play. I'm, I'm not playing him. I, I don't care. what His minutes aren't going to be stable now with, with Bagley back. Uh, so he, he's a guy that, that I'm going to fade. Uh, Harry Giles, I think, on FanDuel is a good front. Um, you know, a guy that you can throw in for for a fairly cheap price, and uh, and, and and he won't hurt you. I mean, he's 3,600, pretty much the minimum. You know, uh, I think he's a guy you can look at. And Willie Collie Stein, I really like him in this spot. I know we've got Biombo on the ones and twos at center, but. Uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to target him here with Kali Stein. 6,500, I think that's too cheap for this spot. I mean, he just dropped 40 on us, you know, four days ago. And, uh, you know, so similar matchup. I'm expecting a similar result. Uh, so Kali Stein and Fox would be my two favorites, uh, followed by Buddy Hill, followed, well, followed by Bogdanovich, followed by Buddy Hill uh, in regards to the pricing. But, man, love this game. I'm definitely going to try to get massive exposure to it. Yeah, I'm a little off of yield um, just because since, like, was it Shumper? Since Shumpert's come back, yield hasn't been playing, like, the 35 to 38 minutes. He's been playing, like, the 28 to 30 minutes. And, like, he's a shooter. We need him to get as many shots up as possible. And, you know, the shot's not – like, five shots makes a huge difference with him. Like, you know, so I'm a little yeah. off of yield. I, I would love Buddy Heal here if he was going to play 35 minutes. I just – I would block and load him. Uh, I'm just a little concerned about, like, 28 is not 35. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not, I mean, he could shoot 10 shots in seven minutes if, if the Heck, game, yeah. game environment's right, for sure. He doesn't mind chucking. But, yeah, I like Fox. I like Willie Cauley-Stein. Um, I don't mind taking a shot here on Bagley. You know, the minutes have slowly started to increase. Like, we're starting to see around 25 minutes. Like, all we need is, like, a nice little, like, 28-minute bump and uh, Bagley at 5,200 could certainly pay off his price tag here. So they like Bagley. They want to play Bagley the minutes. It was just more of an injury thing. So yeah. I-, I like Bagley for tournaments. And, you know, you have to accept the risk um, of-, of the rookie not only getting in foul trouble, but the minutes. Uh, but Bagley's interesting here for me. And um, I- I'm with you on Bielitsa. I-, I just I can't play him with Bagley back. Um, you pretty much nailed Sacramento. I, I don't really need to add too much here. Charlotte side of things, um, y- you know, obviously it's a really good spot for Charlotte. They get one of the biggest um, point bumps on their implied total towards their season average. They get the biggest pace bump on the slate. You know, we're we're talking. We're going to talk Westbrook. We're going to talk Paul George. We're going to talk Jokic. We're going to talk Booker. But a guy that needs to be in that conversation is Kemba Walker. Um, it's going to be a fast-paced game and a game that's going to be back and forth. I know he didn't have a big game against them the first time. I'm not too concerned with that. The guy's shooting a ton of threes right now, which the upside is certainly there if he can get hot. I think Jeremy Lamb is another guy. We've been targeting shooting guards against Sacramento for a long time. I'm a little concerned about Lamb's minutes, but you know, when we're, when we're looking at Charlotte here, Will, we got to we got to play a couple of these um, guards against Sacramento. Oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. I'm going to start out with someone 
that I don't think I've played in two years. You probably already know who I'm about to talk about. I know who it is. We'll let listeners. I, I, I haven't played this guy legit in two years. But I think today is the day. I, I didn't play him over the weekend. I, I think we have to look at Nicholas Batum at 4,900 here. Uh, I, I, listen, I don't like Nicholas Batum at all for fantasy purposes. Great real-life basketball player. You know, nice glue guy. I dislike him for fantasy with a passion. But in this spot at 4,900, I think I have to take a stab on him. Jeremy Lamb, 5,700. I like him. Marvin Williams just continues to get the job done. Can anyone explain to me why, explain to me why Marvin Williams is 4,800 on DraftKings? There's, there's no way he should be 4,800. I think he's just a lot. Just I, I think I go I go 100% Marvin Williams across the board. I wouldn't be afraid to, to, to lock him in here. And, of course, last but not least, Kimball Walker. I think he's a guy we look at. If you're trying to go really, really deep on the value and you really need some salary relief, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist at 3,500, playing 25 minutes a game the last two games. If you want to try to capitalize on that, I definitely, definitely – understand the rationale behind it and i wouldn't discourage you from doing so uh and so that that's kind of where i'm at with this team man i mean i I like five or six of these guys i can't play them all uh, unless i'm multi-entering and just kind of going to strike some combos so uh but yeah man marvin williams is my favorite follow you by batum as far as the value and then of course kimba and jeremy lamb and then michael kidd gilchrist as far as just extreme punting Phoenix at Toronto, no total in this game, and Vegas is thinking the same thing that I'm thinking. I know, I know the coach is like, we're gonna play Kawhi on back-to-backs, um, starting in the new year. But I don't think they've actually had a back-to-back yet, have they? Like, the, I think this, I think I was, I was looking at it earlier, and I, I'm pretty sure this is the first one. I'm gonna pull it up really quick, but. Vegas is kind of thinking the same thing I'm thinking. We want to we want to make sure uh, good old Kawhi Leonard is playing in this game. Um, Will, give me your thoughts here on the Phoenix side of things. Oh man, I mean Toronto just kind of had a heartbreaker at the end tonight. You know the game was tight, and then Boston goes on an 11-0 run, and then boom, game over. Uh, Toronto's at home. Gosh, I I I don't I'm not I, I think this game can be competitive. And so as a result, you know, Devin Book is another guy that's too cheap, 7,800. I don't, I don't think I'd play him over Oladipo because obviously I do think that this is a much tougher matchup uh, than Oladipo is going to have. I think my favorite Phoenix son, though, DeAndre Ayton, 6,600, really like him. I mean, they've just priced this team down so much for this matchup. Uh, so so I, I really I really like him as a play. TJ Warren at 6K, I, I don't mind. He's, he's not my favorite play, but, like, if you were – you know, thinking about trying to do some combination of this game, I, I definitely uh, wouldn't hate it. But Devin Booker and uh, DeAndre Ayton, those would be my favorite two. And and if you're really considering or thinking that this game is going to get out of hand, then you need to play Rashawn Holmes and get 30 fantasy points in 20 minutes if, if you really think that he's going to get some garbage time run. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned TJ Warren. He gets a bump here if Kawhi sits. Uh, they had a back-to-back on the fifth and sixth of January, and he sat the second half of the back-to-back against um, the Pacers. Played against the Bucks. So, I, I honestly, I'd be, I'd be shocked if, if Kawhi plays in this game. Um, so let's break down Toronto with and without Kawhi. If Kawhi sits, 
Um, it, it's Lowry, Siakam. I feel like they they priced up Pascal Siakam, no, like thinking that uh, <laughs> thinking that Kawhi was going to sit in this game. Yeah, I'm with you, man. If Kawhi sits, then you know my drill. Lowry, Siakam, Ibaka, those are guys I look at. Fred Van Vliet comes in at a close four. I don't play Danny Green without Kawhi. I just don't play him. I don't ever play him without Kawhi. He, he's not a guy that I'm interested in. Uh, but those three guys and then the fourth guy, Van Vliet, you know, I, I like to lock and load. If, if Kawhi is out, I think this takes this game into serious consideration. Because uh, you're going to get a guy like Devin Booker that could just go ham in this game. You're going to get, you know, uh, like you talked about, T.J. Warren that could just really tee off. So I think if Kawhi is out, this becomes probably my second favorite game on the slate. I know we got L.A. at OKC back there, but this is going to become a favorite of mine. If Kawhi is in, if he's playing, uh, I'm really not that interested in hardly anybody but Kawhi. He would be about the only guy that I would play because I'm going to get pretty much all my other exposure uh, from from the Charlotte game and the Laker game, maybe a little bit of the Denver game, so and a little bit of indie game with those cheap pieces. So uh, that's where I'm at there. If he's in, I just want Kawhi. If he's out, you know, I, I want three or four pieces. Yeah, like I guess the other guy that we need to bring up here, if Kawhi sits, is Norman Powell. Um, he he played 32 minutes in the last game that Kawhi missed. Van Vliet played 35. Um, these guys are, are in serious consideration. Like Norman Powell would probably oh, yeah. become like the chalkiest play on the slate if Kawhi sits at thirty nine hundred. So these are kind of the value guys that I was I was I was kind of alluding to, thinking that Kawhi is going to sit. If if Kawhi plays, I, I might even just fade this game um, because <laughs> I, I don't expect it to stay close. And I, I I guess I wouldn't say I fade this game. I would probably take shots on some of the Phoenix uh, bench guys that would get run in a blowout. Um, <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'd be at. Like Rashard Holmes, like you said, um, I think Holmes is. It's kind of interesting uh, either way because of yeah. like just just how much he's just putting up fantasy points right now. So, um, I don't really have anything else to add. Uh, again, I want Kawhi to sit here and um, us be able to take advantage of all these value guys uh, on the Toronto side. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That that would be nice. That would really be nice. Chicago at Denver, two twelve total. Denver favored by twelve in this game. Willie or uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is doubtful. Um, he's not, or he's out now. He's that out. Actually, he's, yeah, he's out a couple that, weeks. Yeah. So um, sprained thumb, and, and then um, Gary Harris is questionable. Um, let's start with Chicago. And on Monday, the Chicago Bulls informed uh, Lopez that he wasn't going to be playing. Um, <laughs> At all. Any minutes. And now all of a sudden, <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr. gets hurt. And they're like, hey, Lopez, we might need you to play some here. Um, the guy that I love here is Bobby Portis. Um, I I just – I'll be shocked if Portis doesn't play like 20 to 25 minutes in this game. And – 20 to 25 minutes for Bobby Portis. He's, he's a guy that can score a point and a half per minute. So for me, I just Bobby Portis is the guy I want. Um, Marketing's role becomes a little bit more um, involved now. 
What's your thoughts with the Bulls? I actually think Portis is going to play close to 30 minutes in this game. If line. Portis plays close to 30 minutes, you better have him in your lineup. I, I'm serious because – so here's what I'm thinking. They they still don't want to play Lopez. They, they played Jabari Parker before they played Lopez. Jabari has been playing around 15 to 16 minutes. Well, he played 18 minutes one game and 16 minutes the last game. Put up 30 last night, by the way, in 16 minutes. My goodness. Uh <laughs> That was on FanDuel. But so I, I think Jabari is the guy that's going to get the breadcrumbs. I, I think Bobby Porters is just going to step right in. And like I said, I could be wrong. I could definitely be wrong. But I think he's going to, I think we're just going to go swap. I think he'll get the Wendell Carter 28 to 30 minutes. And if that's the case, he, he's going to go nuclear here. Uh, I, I know it's Denver, and, and Chicago probably will struggle early on. But they're, they're probably going to play him when some of the starters are out. I, I just – I don't see how you fade him. I mean, he's 4,800 on FanDuel. Uh, on DK, uh, Bobby is 4,600. You just have to play him because he's going to play now. I don't care whether he starts or not. He's the play. I, I do I do like marketing a lot more at 5,900. Man, this just really changes this team. Uh, and I still like Levine at, at his really uh, low price tag of sixty five hundred. But but you know, Bobby Porter's is just a play here, hands down. And maybe maybe you take a shot on Jabari at thirty six hundred on DK, hoping he gets twenty five minutes and gets to just run through the second unit. And that that's kind of how I would approach this team. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that approach. Like, man, if Bob, I'm just sitting here, like, if Bobby Portis really gets that run and he gets Wendell Carter's minutes, and you know, Wendell Carter didn't leave that game until they pulled everybody out at the end of that game. And um, for anybody that's kind of curious, Jabari Parker put up 11 and a half fantasy points in the last three minutes of the Lakers game uh, the other night in blowout time. Um, yeah, so sure. like. Don't overreact to that with Jabari Parker. <laughs> um, so, but he, he's yeah. going to get minutes now, though. Like he's going to get yeah. some more minutes. It's just well, they, they can give uh, Felicio minutes if they don't want to give Lopez any minutes. Yeah, I don't know, Felicio. but yeah, I, man, come on, <laughs> give give my boy, give my man Bobby Portis some run here. Uh, let's talk Denver. All right, Jokic burned me the other day pretty bad. Um, again, I, I I can't remember the last time I got Jokic right, so I'll let you talk uh, about Denver and Jokic here. Yeah, just let me recommend them, and then maybe if you can co-sign, and we can no, just I'm re- not, reap the I benefits. No, no comment. <laughs> Jokic, no comment. Um, I'm just here, so I won't get fined. I'm right, just here. All right, so, yeah. So, yeah, talking I like- about practice? <laughs> Yeah, I like Jokic here, man. Uh, 11-1. Uh, I mean, 11-3 on, on FanDuel. Uh, on DK, he's uh, 10-6. I, I, I like Jokic here. Jokic is not my favorite play, though. Uh, I don't like blowouts. You guys know that. But I do think this is the most likely game that, that a blowout would be an outcome. I, I really do. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of off of Denver here. I mean, Millsap at 5,800, that's, that's really cheap. So I, I don't mind that. Will Barton got 23 minutes the other day, I think it was. Yeah, 23 minutes. So, you know, may, maybe you look at him. He's a pretty high-usage guy off the bench historically, has, has been playing really well. 
But but that's about it for me, man. I, I don't want to play – I don't even think I want to play Malik Beasley in this spot. You know, Beasley's a guy I really like. But I'm just I'm, – because I'm on this Sacramento-Chicago game and, you know, I, I just I just don't think I'm going to be on Denver uh, as much. I think if I was going to play someone from Denver, I actually think I'd play Monty Morris at 3,600 if I'm really anticipating a blowout because I think he's a guy that could get 25 to 30 minutes and really crush – uh, in a blowout spot. So I like Jokic, don't love Jokic. Really like uh, really like Millsap. And uh, that that's that that's about it for me outside of maybe a Will Barton sprinkle or two. Yeah. If Harris sits, I'm going right back to the well and Malik Beasley yeah. like I, I think Harris is gonna play tomorrow. That's that's my that's that's my You think this is the game they bring him back for though? Like the Bulls game is the game they bring him back? Like, hey, you can take one more day off. It's Chicago. <laughs> like that that that's just how I think they'll approach this. And like Malik Beasley played the garbage time the other night. Like he played ten minutes in the fourth quarter of a game that was, you know, massively blowing out. Like yeah. so if you're kind of expecting a blowout here. You know, Malik Beasley might is even you know safe in a blowout format if Harris sits. So you know, anybody that played Malik Beasley the other night, very very thankful that he played um, all the garbage time minutes because he had eleven fantasy points um, before before that garbage time run. So um, yeah, so Malik Beasley, I think if this team game turns into a blowout, like he's going to play. If Harris sits again, uh, Beasley is somebody I'm looking at, but I don't love Denver here. It, it's a matchup that I don't expect to stay close, so it, it's just not a team that I love. So Jokic is going for 80. Um, <laughs> Lakers and Thunder, the hammer game, kind of. Um, 226 total, Thunder favored by 10 in this game. LeBron and Rondo are still out. Abrinas and Noel are still out. Let's start with the Lakers. Um I really thought Lonzo Ball was going to have a massive game the other night, and he just kind of disappeared in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, didn't he have like around 41 points or something? Going, it, it was something crazy. And then I looked at the end of the night, and he was still at 41 points or 42 or whatever it was. So, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I actually I, – I don't I don't like this, this side of the game as much. I don't really like the Lakers today. OKC is just – they've been playing really well at home. You know, the little three, they're, they're on the road. It's going to be a tough game environment. I'm not saying they don't put up points. Like, they're all really affordable. Like, Lonzo, Ingram, uh, Kuzma's down to 6,900 for this spot. Josh Hart back down to 4,100. Uh, you know, he's a guy, I think, that, that that we could look at in this spot. And then, of course, you've got uh, KCP at 4,700. So they're all so affordable. And I know we look at Atlanta and say, man, Atlanta just kind of handed it to this team. But OKC was on the road. They're at home tomorrow. I'm just – I'm really not that interested in the Lakers outside of maybe those value pieces like a KCP or uh, or Josh Hart or something like that. But that's about it for me. Yeah, KCP uh, moved into the starting lineup the other day. I, if he starts again, Josh Hart, uh, just a guy that I'm just going to stay away from. Um I really, really, really like Ingram here. Um, they've been starting ball, and now they're starting KCP at the two, and Ingram's been kind of playing the three with Kuzma at the four. And 
Will, how much this year have we talked about wing-type players against the Thunder? Um, they really, really struggle with small forwards. So I like Ingram a lot if you're playing like a George or Westbrook. I think you can run it back with a Brandon Ingram in this game um, and maybe just a one-on-one stack here. I don't know if you have to play three or four people from this game. Um, I think three would be the max that I'd play here. Um, two two Thunder, maybe one Laker player. And uh, Ingram's that guy that I really like. And I don't hate Kuzma. Kuzma could go off in this game. He's a guy that can get hot and go off in any game. So I don't hate Kuzma here, but I really like Ingram. He's my favorite player from the Lakers. Um, Thunderside, they have the highest implied team total on the slate. It's a really good matchup for them. Um, Westbrook, Paul George, uh, firmly in play here at the top. Yeah, man. Um, you know, you kind of talked about a couple of things. I've already got some slate IQ stuff done for tomorrow. And, you know, I've already analyzed it and looked at it. And, man, you know, some of the things you're talking about, uh, spoiler alert, they're probably going to be in the slate IQ here. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, like Paul George, like Westbrook, those guys are j- just phenomenal plays for this slate. I will say this, though. Paul George at 9,800, you know, the way I'm approaching my build tomorrow, I love Paul George. I'm just not sure if he's going to make my build. Um you know, at 9,800, you know, I've really, he's a guy that I'm going to have to start building around rather than building with. And so for me tomorrow, I think the way the construction is looking for me in my head, I want to build with guys, not build around guys. And, and maybe I'm wrong, but that's kind of the approach I'm taking when I've got guys in Charlotte, when I've got a couple guys in Phoenix and Toronto, that if the news breaks the right way, I can get value, you know, mid range guys that could put up 50, 60 points. So, uh, that's kind of the approach I'm going to take. Love Westbrook here as well, 11-8. But kind of the same thing as Paul George. I feel like I have to build around and not build with him. So um, I love these guys. I love this side of the game a lot more. Uh, but I still – it's just the pricing, I think, is going to make it really restrictive for me to do what I'm looking to accomplish. Yeah, uh, super – Super solid analysis there. Like, if you had to choose Westbrook or George considering price, though, which one would you take? Uh, I think I'd have to take George. I- I'd take the 2K discount because I-, I think salary is going to matter on this slate um, for sure. So that's pay your I'm... Pay your 98, hope he gets 60, and uh, call it a day. Uh, yep. it's-, it's been a while since he had a 60-point fantasy game, though. So um, Been in the 50s, no 60s, yep. The price has been increasing, and like the fantasy production has kind of been staying the same for George. And um, I've had to eat my words many times with George this season, but honestly, I think today I think I would lean um, Westbrook or Adams over George, but um, I don't hate it. And it's oh, just man. more of like Stephen Adams at seventy-two. Um, you know, we haven't talked about a ton of centers on this slate. He's been playing a ton of minutes and gets a matchup here with the Lakers, put up 41 against this team uh, four or five games ago. So Steven Adams is a guy that I really like here um, at this price tag. If you want exposure to Thunder and you don't want to maybe pay up for George or Westbrook. Yeah, I'm I'm with you 100%, man. And, you know, my boy Jeremy Grant, he's 5,500, but – if he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes, I think you, you can still take a shot on him. But I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned Steven Adams. You know, just just personally, obviously, I played Steven Adams against Atlanta, and he just let me down. So just by, by nature, he's a guy I need to just have written down and pencil in because 
obviously I need to make my money back from the money he lost me. <laughs> I was so mad the other night that they started Tyson Chandler because mm. McGee played like 12 minutes and had three blocks. He was on his way. My, my call on McGee getting six blocks was happening. Of course, he didn't get his 25 minutes and he didn't start, but he was on his way to blocking some shots. But I, don't touch the Lakers center situation until we kind of see how this all plays out. Uh, yeah. Play the morning grind game, and then we'll we'll talk some football here. Give me your favorite game to go over or under. Man, I'm 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 taking Sacramento Charlotte. I, I know it's already going to be high. I'm going over, man. I, this game's going over. I was like, I don't care what the total is. I'm going over. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the over in the Denver game. Not that I think it'd go over a lot. It's just it seems a little low. Um, favorite play under five k to seven x. Give me Marvin Williams, M Dub. All right. Oh, I had somebody. Oh, Bobby Portis. Yeah, I like it. I like it, man. Yeah. Uh, over eight k to the not five x. Who's your bust today? Uh. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with one of your faithfuls, man. I'm, I'm gonna roll with one of the faithfuls. <sighs> Give me Jokic, man. <laughs> I like him, but I don't love him. G- Give me Jokic here. If I take Kawhi, does it count if he doesn't play? I get my zero, and I'm right, right? Well, you know what? You, you can take Kawhi, and then I'll give you your 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 backup guy of Paul George. Um, I think Paul George. I think Paul George five X today. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Man, this is tough today. Like the easy answer would be Kawhi. Um, man, you took my answer. I didn't think you were gonna take Jokic. Um, let's see. This is t- all these five. All these guys above eight K. I think this guy could like technically break the slate if he has a massive game, but I feel like he's the most likely to bust too. So give me Ben Simmons. I got you. Yep, he was like the next probably guy in line. I'm with you. All these guys in this tier today look good though. Yep. Give me your six X guy. Who you got? Um. Okay. Give me. Give me Kimba. I'm gonna stay in the game. Give me Kimba today. All right. I am going out on a limb. I'm saying Kawhi doesn't play. Give me Norman Powell. Like it. I like it. So the only way you play Powell is if Kawhi doesn't play, people. I don't want a hundred tweets. <laughs> All right. Go. Basketball's in the books. Let's talk some football. We have two games with two games over 56 total on this massive slate. And all the sites are like, hey, we're going to put contests out there to make everybody worth like worth looking at a two-game slate. I hate two-game slates. I hate one-game slates. But, Will, you know, kudos to the sites because they're like, we're going to give you the contest and we're going to make the pricing so soft that it's going to create – where you're going to have, you know, people playing all kinds of different lineups. So um, let's talk about it. We start Rams at Saints, 57 total. New Orleans favored by three and a half in this game. 
Let's start with the Rams. Who do we like here uh, for L.A.? Man, so first off, let's just talk about the fact that we got this game earlier this year, and, and man, did it not disappoint. I mean, it, it was just phenomenal. <laughs> so <of> these games? <laughs> right, right, right. So this is like heaven all over again. Uh, Drew Brees is 5,900. I mean, they made, they made it so we could play – who we want to play. Handle, completely different story. Right, yes. Yeah, Handle, the pricing is really, really tough, and you're going to have to – we're going to talk about some cheap guys, too, that will translate over to Fanduel, But, um, yeah, just – just yeah, like DraftKings and uh, Fantasy Draft, you can play what you want. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. I, I So I think Mark Ingram is too cheap here. Uh, Let's I'm, start. I'm sorry, we're, we're with the Rams. Yeah, we're with the Rams. We're with the Rams. But listen, man, I'm, I'm so excited about the Saints side because they got some value. But uh, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, 5,700, 5,300. Obviously, they're too cheap. Josh Reynolds, 4,200. Those three guys, they're just too cheap. I mean, we've got Gurley at 7,500. CJ Anderson at 5K. Uh, you know, Anderson got some work in this game. And if um, he. Well, well, I, I, okay. So he got more rushing attempts than Todd Gurley. Yeah. It, it, are they going to do that again? I don't. I, I don't know. I think if the game's tied, I think Gurley gets more run. They were they were in control of that game, so I think they they wanted to continue to not let Gurley get beat up. But I think they're going to need Gurley a little bit more in this one. I think they're going to have to air it out a little bit more, which means Gurley be on the field a little bit more involved in the passing game. So I, I really like him. But these wide receivers, man, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks going back to New Orleans, those are my favorites. And uh, Josh Reynolds, you know, obviously comes in third. But um, love these guys. Jared Goff at 5,400. I, I think you can play him here. Uh, he had he hasn't had the consistent 20-plus fantasy point games, uh, you know, but, but the last time they were in this matchup, he put up 33 fantasy points. I'd take that any day for 5,400. I am saying now my favorite play on the entire two-game slate, I know it's a massive slate, um, is Robert Woods. And if you've listened to our football podcast this season, slot receivers against P.J. Williams, he's one of the worst corners in football. Robert Woods, since Cup has gone out, has run a majority of his snaps in the slot – I love Robert Woods this week. If you're thinking, like I'm thinking, and the Saints get up in this game, they're going to be throwing more. Woods should have 10-plus targets in this game. I think he has a massive game this week. I think he's too cheap from the the topper tier wide receivers. I think Woods should have been up there with those guys, and he's not. Um, I don't know if I'll 100% lock him in, but he will be one of my highest-owned players this week. I love Woods. Love the upside of Cooks. Um, you know, obviously he he wants to have a big game here. Um, he had a big game against this team earlier this year, like you mentioned. Um, uh, you know, this is a spot that I like the passing game. I'll I'll mix in some Gurley. I'll mix in some CJ Anderson. But you know, the running situation for New England and Kansas City, I like that better than like I like this running situation. As long yeah. as Ware doesn't play, but I, I like James White again, um, and, and yeah. I love Kamara on the other side of this game. So let's talk that. Um, 
the only way the Rams stay in this game, the the way the Rams win this game is if they put a lot of pressure on Breeze, which should mean checkdowns for Kamara. Um, I, I think we see Kamara out snap Ingram in this game by a good margin. Um, I, I think Kamara is the guy you play here. I think he's going to have a big game this week. Uh, what's your thoughts on the Saints? Yeah, I, I like Kamara, man. I just I, I know we can play everybody, and I, I know that kind of changes the the dynamic. But Mark Ingram is just so cheap, man. I I mean, if he if he runs into the end zone twice, like you know, you've already he's already you know giving you your profit profitability. So he's just a guy. I know we can play everybody. But at forty six hundred, I really like him. Let me also say this too, Stevie, and I'll move on. You know, this is a week where I feel like I would just play a hundred lineups, and I just play every quarterback at twenty five percent because any of these quarterbacks could essentially get the job done. Now that I've got that out of the way, uh, I, I do like Kamara. Uh, Michael Thomas is, is still your big spin, though. So, you know, if you're spinning – I think if you spend 8200 for Michael Thomas, then I think I think you need to be running it back with Woods and Cooks, like to just get exposure to this game. Um, you know, will, will you need Michael Thomas this week? Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But I, I think 12, 12 receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown against Philly speaks to this guy's upside. Uh, I think they will lean on him again in this matchup. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth affair yet again. And so I think it's worth it to spend the 8200 on him, especially with all the other pieces around him being so affordable. Uh, and so that's how I think you approach it and um, kind of move on from there. I don't know which defense I'm going to play. Haven't determined that yet. Uh, it'll probably you just open be... your defense scores more than zero points. There you go. Really, realistically, this yeah. week we're just, and I mean this, I mean this, and this week we're realistically just hoping that no defense scores a touchdown because no, none of these four defenses is the right answer. Um, the safest defense is probably the Saints defense, and that they're not safe by any means, but. Um, so you just you're just realistically we're just hoping that a team doesn't score a touchdown. I would mix and match my defenses. I wouldn't lock in any defense this week. I love the Michael Thomas call. Is there anybody better than Michael Thomas in football right now? Um, the guy just doesn't drop passes. He creates so much space. He just does so much. Um, you know, Michael Thomas is he's just a beast. So it's hard not to. Um, want to play you know michael thomas in the spot he had 16 targets against philadelphia last week caught 12 of them scored a touchdown put up 171 yards so love michael thomas like camara um don't mind ingram and teddy ginn as cheaper type plays here uh i couldn't agree more with will you're gonna mix and match your quarterbacks this week you're not gonna lock anybody in uh, all all four of these quarterbacks have um Massive, massive upside here. Um, we move on. Patriots at Chiefs, 56 and a half total. Kansas City, favored by a three in this game. Um, let's start. Man, this game. Well, first, I guess we need to start with the weather. Are you concerned at all um, with this game being cold? Or you think both of these teams with New England, like Brady's just used to it, right? Like we're, we're not concerned at all with this weather for Brady, right? No, not at all. Uh, I mean, this is, you know, a home away from home for him. Uh, in fact, I think Kansas City would probably rather it be warm, so it'd be in their favor. But uh, either way, 
I, I still think the Patriots are going to be very competitive here. Uh, playoff James White is back in the building. I mean, we, we saw last week what he was able to do as far as his target volume. I mean, the guy has 17, yeah. 17. Yeah, 17 <laughs> targets and a 41 to 28 victory. So it's not like, and look, they were in control of this game early. You know, they were up, what, 35 to 7, was it? I mean, it was just, man, what, what, a, what a great game for them. But 17 targets, 15 catches, 97 yards. And I'm not, I don't think he'll get 17 targets this week, but I definitely think 12 to 13 is right in the wheelhouse. So uh, James White is a guy I like. Julian Edelman, man, has just been one of the more steady receivers this year. Last week he had 13 targets, nine catches, 151 yards. And, and if they want to win this game, I think both of these guys are going to have to have similar performances. So whereas, you know, in some playoff weeks, you know, you get the New Orleans and the Rams game, and you know that one's going to shoot out, and you're not sure what's going to happen after that, and you're just hoping that that one receiver can catch a touchdown, uh, I wouldn't get too comfortable if I'm leading the way after, after this 305 game because we've got one coming behind it that's just going to yield more fireworks. So Edelman and, uh, and, and, and James White are just, you know, my two favorite plays uh, from the Patriots along with Tom Brady. You don't want to play uh, Chalk Grunk? I I do not. I'm just like, there's no way he's not Chalk, right? 4,100 Grunk. When Kelsey's 71, Grunk's going to be Chalk. Uh, I'm going to mix him in on a few teams, but I love Kelsey. And we're going to talk about that in a second. I might have Edelman and White on almost every team that I build. Um, just because I, I feel like that's going to be. The way I don't think Sonny Michelle is a bad play here. Um, you know, Kansas City is really not great against the run. Sonny Michelle had two touchdowns against them earlier this season in the matchup, the 43 to 40 game. So Sonny Michelle could certainly get there in this game as well. Um, so I, I don't hate Sonny Michelle in this game. I, I just I like James White's uh, ability here. Like I'll play Sonny Michelle more on like FanDuel than I will on like uh, DraftKings, but. James White's my favorite play. Edelman's a close second. Uh, Sonny Michelle would be my third favorite play. And then if you're looking for a cheap option, maybe this is more on FanDuel, but Dorsett has had five targets in back-to-back games now with Josh Gordon out of the mix. Um, scored a touchdown in each of the last two games. If you expect this game to shoot out like everybody expects it to, uh, Philip Dorsett's not the worst cheap value play. Maybe a nice little pivot off of Ted Ginn. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dorsett, I mean, man, he's been getting it done in in, in the playoffs here. Uh, it's you like know, right so. before before Josh Gordon got there. Like, this is the same Dorsett that we saw at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I think we all thought that maybe Chris Hogan was going to have maybe what Dorsett's getting, you know? Like, that, that's what I thought, you know? But, you know, I guess I got to give a shout-out to Lord Reeves. He's been talking about this since, like, week one. I mean, I, I just think this is the DFS statement of the year. Reeves, if you're listening to the, the morning grind today, I just got to give credit where credit's due, man. I mean, Chris Hogan out there exercising. Isn't that the most one of the most classic statements of the year from a DFS perspective? And, and that's what he's doing. Like, he's just out there running around, not getting a whole lot of targets. I mean, he got 11 against the Jets. He got five last week. Like, I get it, but... 
man, he's just been so ineffective. You know, it, it seems so far removed from last season where all he did was catch touchdown. So, I, I you know, that's why Philip Dorsett said I, I, I like him in this spot for sure a little more than Chris Hogan. Hogan's like the biggest letdown in best balls uh, this oh, past season. Oh, gosh. man. <laughs> um, all right, Kansas City side of things here. Kelsey didn't have an amazing game uh, in the first matchup. Like, Tyreek Hill went bonkers, bonkers in the first meeting. Like, he went 142 yards. I think he had three touchdowns in that game. I think he had game. three, Stevie. Three. Like, he, he put up 40-plus in that game. So, like, Tyreek obviously – already has showed us that they can't really guard him and they're gonna belichick is gonna be aware of what happened with tyreek the first time um but tyreek kelsey if if where sits again like williams is just like a top end play here not only is he gonna get work at running the ball you know he had 25 rushing attempts against the the colts last yes. week and yes. added six targets to that so, yeah, I love Damian Williams. I really hope Ware just sits. Even if Ware plays, I'll probably still play Williams. Um, what's your thoughts here on the Chiefs? Uh, well, let's start with let's, – let's start right there, Steve, with Damian Williams. First of all, why would we even think about playing Spencer Ware when we're rolling like a well-oiled machine right now? Why would we the Orlando Magic bring back Jameer Nelson when they're in the finals and they didn't use him for the last six months of the season? Jesus Listen – Coaches don't make sense, Will. I stopped figuring, trying to figure that out a long time ago. Yes, thank you. Thank you. So you, you feel my pain here. Spencer Ware just needs to ride this one out. You know, co collect collect your bonus check for making it and, and just ride this one out, man. Damian Williams is, is leading the backfield right now. No need to mess that up. Let's just keep him running the ship. I know we brought back Sammy Watkins. I do think Watkins could be a sneaky play on a, especially on DraftKings in a in a spot where we really don't need a 4K receiver. Like we don't have to play a 4K receiver on DraftKings, but especially if you're looking to get some exposure this game and maybe not play Tyreek but play Kelsey because you're going to get some exposure to receivers in the other games. Sammy Watkins last week had eight targets, six catches for 62 yards. If he was able to, to convert any of those to touchdowns, now you're looking at a guy that's approaching 20 fantasy points. So he's a guy that I just kind of wanted to mention. He came right back in and uh, and kind of went to work. So, uh, you know, if he could have somewhat of a repeat performance like that, I think it could uh, I, I think it could really, really pay off in this spot. The only thing that concerns me with Watkins, and this is just nitpicking on a two-game slate, but Gilmore shadowed him in the week six matchup, 65% uh, of his routes, and he only allowed him to have two catches. So, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm aware. The, nitpicking. <laughs> nitpicking. Um, it, it's a two-game slate. You could play pretty much everybody here, but I – I think I'd rather take shots on like Dorsett before I play Sammy, Sammy Watkins today yeah. or this weekend for what it's worth. So, um, but yeah, nitpicking. So yeah, I'll probably have exposure to Watkins on at least one team. Probably with these tournaments, I'll probably have like five to eight teams, five to 10 teams on each site. Uh, just the tournaments are fantastic. Fantasy draft, DraftKings, FanDuel, like, Giving us, giving us really like we weren't even going to talk football this week, and then you're like, 
We got emails earlier this week about extending our NFL coverage for one more week because the tournaments were so big. So kudos to the sites, like giving us something to, uh, you know, finish here. I think what's crazy is you can just imagine how big the Super Bowl contests are going to be. Like you you already know it. They're going to be huge. I mean, it was, was, wasn't it a million the first last year on the showdown? Like, cause they just kind of started introducing showdowns. And I think I remember on FanDuel, man, I just loaded up on Brady and so many guys in the captain. Uh, but I think last year was the first year they rolled it out. I think it was a million the first then. Obviously, we knew we were going to split it. But uh, I, you, you know they're coming out with something massive. Showdowns have really been a hit for them, for all the sites. So, yeah, man, I'm with you 100%. With you 100%. Well, we will chat Super Bowl, but this is really it. Until then, it's been fun talking football. Uh, I know we had this speech last week, but um, any final thoughts on the basketball, on the football slate before we get out of here? Man, go out, enjoy yourselves, uh, and just enjoy it, man. Uh, fantasy, it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful career if you're trying to make it that. Uh, and, and, you know, for all you guys out there that are looking to do it, sometimes it just takes time. It just takes the right situation. It takes the right moment in life. So if you're, if you're working towards doing this thing full-time, man, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Keep working. You know, I watched Roto Academies when I started. Uh, you know, I, I follow as many people as I could to help myself get better. And so uh, just pace yourself, man. I don't know why I was led to go that way today, but uh, that's where I ended up. So for all you out there that, that's looking to make this into a career, man, pace yourself. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, I just look at it this way. Um, it only gets better from my basketball teams. I'm, I just pulled them up really quick and looked at them, and it only gets better uh, on Thursday. There's no getting worse. Uh, so on that note, as, as Will said, patience is a virtue. Um, good luck in your contest tonight. Good luck in your contest this weekend with football. We'll be back talking some more basketball. Will's finally off for the week. Uh, he gets he gets a Friday off here and. Appreciate him coming on for four days this week, filling in for a couple people uh, and being so available. Uh, On that note, we will be back on Friday tomorrow talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest. We'll see you then.